And now, episode 49 of the Birthday Boy Podcast. Here is the host of the seventh consecutive live COVID-19 global pandemic podcast, the Corona Boy himself, Johnny Boy. Yo, 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 yo. What's up? What's up, everybody? Uh, how you doing? How you doing? Yeah, come on. I'm about one minute away from going live on Facebook, but I, I just wanted to kick things off with the usual uh, musical intro and all that shit. Yeah, this is the seventh. Am I counting this right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. This is our seventh live podcast. And I'm just I'm just talking to you right now, audio listener, but I'm about to turn on the old Facebook thingy. And we're going to go live, and uh, I think we'll really have a, a good amount of fun here tonight. I've got some things to talk about. I've got some Cliffy Oakey. This is going to be a... This is gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a really good, yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's see what happens. So get ready, everybody, and let's have another live edition of the Birthday Boy Podcast. All right, and now. And now we are officially live, live on the Birthday Boy Podcast, episode 49, episode 49, that's, that's really something, that's really, that's really something, I, uh, considering that 10 years ago I had my podcast, Slamcast, that lasted for not one, but two episodes, hey, there's Kimmy, there's Karen, Hi, Johnny. Hi. <laughs> Hi, mother-in-law. Hello, wife. Getting another podcast up and running here. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be, I think, I think, I think it'll be a good one. And I heard Kimmy laughing at something. Because uh, I think when we get to the uh, the Cliffy Oki, the Cliff Karaoke <clears throat> excuse me, portion of the podcast. Well, well, I don't know. I think I think Kim has selected some songs. I can tell you. I can tell you that I was uh, lying in bed at about <laughs> 2 in the morning on Wednesday, Wednesday night, or technically Thursday morning, I guess, uh, when I should have been long asleep, long, long, long ago. But I was lying in bed and I was looking at songs and saying, hmm, and, and rehearsing, trying out some, some tunes, singing as, as the various Cliff family members and saying, ah, would this, would this work? Maybe, maybe. So we will get to that. We'll get to that very soon. Another, another, uh. Not as long of a week as last week's. Last week was a long, a very long week. This week, yeah, yeah. This week was fine. This week wasn't so bad. But uh, <clears throat> you know, um, I did have you know, you hear people talking about like these dreams. People having more and more vivid dreams more frequently during the uh, during the whole thing, during the whole, you know, the whole quarantine, the pandemic, and all that, and. Uh, Hey Ryan, 
Um, and I had, I, I've had tons of dreams. I mean, I always have like, uh, I'm always anxiety through the roof for everything, stress, anxiety. So I always have ridiculous dreams and, uh, yeah, but definitely, definitely more, more frequent during the last, uh, whatever, seven or eight weeks. And I did, I had a, and I don't, I, I remember them and I think, eh, maybe I should write these down. And then I say, nah, who really, who gives a shit? Who cares? There's so many times where I say I, I should write that dream down before I forget it, and then I, I don't, and who cares? So I don't. So big deal. But I had one this week. It didn't need to be. I didn't need to write it down. I remembered it. <laughs> I remembered it quite well uh, because it was like, yeah, it was. It was definitely. I, I was working at Cheers. I worked at Cheers, or maybe, maybe I really where I worked was Cliffy's place. So I worked at Cliffy's place. And there were Cliff family members at Cliffy's place, or Cheers, whatever it was, in the dream. And there were also there were also cast members from the hit TV series Cheers. And uh, so I was I was working there. Like Diane and Rebecca were both there, which was interesting. Norm was definitely there. Sam Malone was there. But so was Macho Man Cliffy Savage, uh, Uncle Cliff, uh, Doctor Duxtable, all the Cliff family members. Except they didn't really have other than other than like it was funny because Macho Man Cliffy Savage had a face because that's actually you know that's obviously it was Macho Man Randy Savage. All the all the actor you know uh, Sam Diane Rebecca Norm they all had. Ironically, Cliff Clavin was not there, and nor was Cliff Womack. So I thought that was kind of interesting, but uh, but but any of the any of the Cliff family members, like Grandma Cliff, who were in that dream, they didn't have any any face per se. You know, it was I couldn't see only only the people who were based on somebody in real life had a had a face. But it was a weird dream. I don't remember much about it. I just remember I was walking around and Macho Man was sitting at a table. He was talking like this, yeah, I'll have a beer, yeah, and he was dressed in his Macho Man gear, and uh, and uh, Rebecca was mad at Diane, Diane was mad at Rebecca, and it was very strange, and I felt very stressed out, because I'm like, oh, great, now I have to, I have to, like, operate this bar, now I work at Cheers, on top of everything else, that's, that sucks. Hey, there's Stephanie. Hey, Steph. Hey, Jen. Oh man, is that Shimo? I see Shimo. Shimo's here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I had a had an interesting Cliffy's place dream, and it was just it was all of the Cliff family members, and there was Uncle Cliffy baseball. He was sitting at the bar complaining. He was complaining at the bar to Norm Peterson about how he got fired from the broadcast booth. And he was, he was talking about my goddamn son of a bitch nephew got me fired from the baseball, bro. And it was like, it was just all, you know, all of this coming out onto the, <laughs> into my subconscious, manifesting itself in, in the usual strange ways. So all the Cliff family members, all the Cheers cast members, and I was working at, at Cheers. Which, you know, you don't need to be like Freud to kind of analyze that to some degree. It's, it's not a super difficult thing. Uh, yeah, this has been a, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty regular old week. Had a couple, <laughs> here's, here's a fun one on Monday. See, 
Normally I go out on 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 uh, on. Well, it's been Thursdays, but lately I've changed it to Wednesdays because that just that's just when it works for me. So that's when I go out and I do my shit, shopping, whatever, whatever needs to be done. Monday I had to go out because I was out of dental floss. So I went to I went to Walgreens, and I I needed dental floss. So I went to Walgreens. I said I'm going to be in and out. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Costco, all these places, Market Basket, Shaw's, they all have. Got to wear a mask. You got to do this. One-way aisles. Great. Then you go into Walgreens, the fucking drugstore, where all the all the sick people are going to get medication and all that bullshit. All these fuckers go to the drugstore. No masks. Like, me and the employees were the only ones with the masks on. And I thought, oh, this is this is perfect. This is great. All the, all the precaution, wearing a mask at Costco, all this stuff. And now I go to the drugstore, and that's what's going to kill me. And here's the great part. Here's the best part. Hey, Dane, how come you have your beard on your head? That's good. It's a mohawk, bro. It's my sick hawk, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so I, get my, I get my floss because I ran out of floss. I forgot to get floss last week. That was one of my shopping items, and I didn't get it. And Costco doesn't have the floss that I like. And then Sunday night I ran out. So I had to go Sunday night without, without, or I went out Saturday night. So I, I, I had no floss. So Monday I said, I got to get floss. I can't go more than one night without flossing. I need to go and get floss. Oh, well then here's the great, so I go, nobody's wearing a mask. It's just a shit show in the fucking drugstore, the pharmacy where all the sick people go. And I come home and I say, you know, that's it. That's probably it. I had my mask. I did everything. Washed my hands, sanitizer, wipes, all the disinfectant. But everybody's a fucking idiot, and it's all Massachusetts plates because everybody in Massachusetts has to wear a mask. So they're all coming. Guess where they're coming to this fucking idiot state where you don't have to wear a mask, so they can go to Walgreens, peruse magazines. Yeah, yeah. Why not go to Walgreens? Let's look at magazines. What? Let's browse. Let's go to Walgreens and browse during the during the pandemic. You fucking you fucking idiots. You fucking idiot, Cliff. So, okay, in and out. Got my got my. Got my floss. Uh, th- that was good. That was fine. Got out and uh, <laughs> did all the usual sterilizations when I came home. Washed my hands, uh, set my clothes on fire, all that stuff. And then yesterday, uh, saw on Facebook on the, the you know the neighborhood groups, uh, t- <laughs> somebody mentioned that Walgreens uh, was closed. It was uh, my Walgreens. Oh, the wa- oh, oh, that Walgreens, the one that I go to. The one that I was just at on Monday. Ah, that's great. Why is it closed? Nobody had an answer, but let's be honest. There's only one reason why anybody would be closing in the middle of the afternoon on a Thursday. So let's let's speculate all we want. There's only one thing. There's only one reason. It's not like somebody you know was by themselves and had to take an eight-hour dump so they locked the store. Let's let's be realistic. So uh, yeah, so that's good. So we can we can pretty safely assume why any store would have to be closed down in the middle of the day that's considered an essential store, essential businesses that provides, uh, you know, medicine and soap and things that people need during this uh, ridiculous time. <clears throat> the thing that kills me, though, is I went for years, let's be honest, let's be honest, decades, really. I went for decades without flossing on any with any regularity. And then only in the last couple of years I've really gotten maniacal about flossing. 
I'm taking it serious. I'm I'm waging war against gingivitis. And uh, I'm going to stop it dead in its tracks before it even has its... Anyways, uh, so the irony to me is that after a lifetime of not, not flossing... <laughs> Uh, flossing is the thing that's going to kill me because now I had to run to the store and get floss. And, uh, yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out in a week. So let's see, Monday, today's Friday. So I've got another, uh, nine or 10 days. If I'm still good in nine or 10 days, then, uh, thumbs up dudes. Otherwise, <laughs> nice knowing you. Ah, I'm telling you, never pays to floss. What's that? Jerks. Fort Mill Publix employee positive my store yeah here's 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 what's the you know the spoiler alert is that there's that's gonna be every single fucking store I'm I'm quite sure oh man yeah so that's fun that's fun so yeah thanks thanks Walgreens uh it's weird that the the place with the most laid back lax uh, protocols would be closed down for for a super scrub, a super deep clean. Oh my God. I tell you, I'll tell you what. And then after that, so on the way, the other thing too is on the way, I don't know, if, I can't remember, if, I don't know what night was what night. Who knows? Who knows when I did anything? This might have been Wednesday. And I had to go and pick up some, I had to pick up some, uh, I had to pick up some parcels, uh, pick up a few parcels on the way home. And, uh, and that was fine, but, you know, there were two small ones. That was easy enough. Uh, but one of the parcels that I had to pick up was a, uh, it was a big box, a big box with two boxes of shelves in it, shelving thing, you know, the dopey shelves, like, yeah, whatever, shelves. The, the shelves you put together, they have like three shelves, shelves. And, uh, and so I get the big box, and I'm, I'm like dragging it out because the box, for whatever reason... Like, Amazon decided instead of just, like, hey, let's just ship the two... And I get it, I guess. Uh, they said, hey, let's, instead of shipping these two shelving boxes, let's let's put the two shelf boxes into a big box so that they're loose. And so that this idiot, when he has to go pick up the big box, he's dragging it. And, you know, my, my, back, my back went out last week because of intercourse. Uh, I mean, because of uh, weightlifting. That's it, weightlifting. Uh, <laughs> so I wouldn't say went out, but it's been sore. It's been a little sore from the, uh, from the exercise. So, so, so my back is a little stiff and I'm like, and the box is too huge. It's too awkward to, uh, <laughs> it's too awkward. To, was that angry face? What exercise? What's the big deal? Oh, hey, hey, Jess Fournier. Great to have you. I hope that you enjoy the podcast and my my talk of intercourse. I mean, exercise, which is why my back, my lower back was sore. So I'm dragging this box, and it's a huge, it's too big of a box to like lift up over my head. It's just too big. It's this big, bulky, ridiculous box, and so I'm dragging it, and I'm, I'm dragging it out of the building and down the stairs and out to my car. And then I realized, like, this big, huge box has two small boxes that I could have easily, if I, if there was no big box, I could have put each of the small boxes on my shoulder, one on each shoulder, and just carried it out to the car. So they're not that heavy. But in this big box, now they're cl clunky and bulky. So, so, the, so then I'm, like, trying to get these two smaller boxes out of the big box. 
and then the, the I use my key to, to cut the tape to open the box and then I'm pulling the I'm pulling the smaller shelving boxes out of the big box but it's getting caught on the on the flap of the cardboard box and then I'm and then I'm out in the you know pe- I'm out in just outside of my car and I just start I just start yelling the c word I'm just because <laughs> I'm so mad and my back hurts and I'm trying to I'm just trying to get this box out of the I'm trying to get a box of shelves out of a box to put in my car to take home. And so I'm just yelling. I'm just pulling. I'm just trying to pull this box out of a box. And I'm just yelling, cunt. Cunt. <laughs> uh, people are out, you know, they're walking their dogs. I don't, I don't care. There's no rules anymore. Oh, man. It's like, and that's why I don't, that's why I don't like to do that kind of stuff. Like I'm pretty, you know, laziness has paid off quite a bit for me over the years. It really has just like not flossing, not flossing has paid off until now. And now I'm going to die from flossing. Uh, and, and now I'm going to die from lifting boxes and my back is all, you know, if I need to get up and like run out to the, to the hospital, to the COVID unit, I'm not going to be able to make it. Cause I'm going to be walking like a question mark. I feel like, you know, the interesting thing is I feel like laziness, I felt this way for a long time that there should be some kind of like, uh, there should be some kind of medical diagnosis. Like if you, if you have severe laziness, like everything else has a diagnosis, except like somehow laziness still gets, it's still frowned upon. Like, don't be lazy. Oh, look at Oh, he's so lazy. Like maybe, maybe I have a medical condition and you're just calling it laziness. Truly. Um, but the thing is, I keep wondering for like 30 years, like, why won't somebody just diagnose this as laziness? Why is this not a diagnosis? And, th- and then I realized that, that I've actually, I've honestly, I've been waiting for 30 years for somebody else to make that medical diagnosis. So like my laziness and, and literally every single person, every single lazy person on the planet is doing the same thing. So there's never going to be a diagnosis of laziness because everybody's too lazy to do it. So that's the, uh. Yeah, that's the catch-22, I suppose. That's the hell that is my life. Yep, laziness. I'm going to go through life with undiagnosed severe laziness. And, you know, and it's it's just going to be, it's not going to be taken as seriously as it should be. It's not easy. When your mind and your body and your spirit all agree, like, no, no thanks, I'm not going to do this. It's not easy. It's really difficult. Lazy Living with laziness is difficult. You try living with laziness. It's the hardest thing you can do. And nobody has diagnosed it. Nobody's added it to the medical journals. It's not considered a mental disorder. It should be. And I'm just going to keep waiting for somebody to do that. So, yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully someday. Hopefully someday. Oh man. So uh hey. Is that is that Nady Stengrevix? Is that is that Just Nate? Star of the Saturday night Just Nate series on Facebook Live. Owner of a brand new high tech television studio setup. <laughs> uh Good to have you, buddy. Yeah, so, you know, it's funny, Nate, 
I was I was thinking about this uh, last week, and uh, I was talking about how yeah Nate, just Nate Nate Stengrevix and I used to work together <clears throat> back in the day. We were coworkers at Barnes and Noble, and uh, one of one of my one of my favorite moments was when Nate. Uh, this was back, you know. This was. Oh, you're using it to view this wonderful. Oh, fantastic! Uh, I I hope that the uh, I hope the phones I hope it's meets your uh, standards of excellence. The phone stand. I uh, like I said I'm, you know, my my willingness to be charitable is uh, is pretty low. Probably, you know, there's some graphs that be, that can be uh, you know pulled together. With some coral, some direct correlations, uh, you know, the laziness to charitability kind of thing. It's not that I don't want to be charitable. I just don't really want to do much of anything. So, uh, but I've I've thought after watching uh, after watching just Nate uh, perform last week, uh, go, switching from his iPad for Facebook broadcasting to his phone, um, and then seeing a behind the scenes uh, picture of the two. Uh, the two uh, dumbbell weight things that anchored his phone onto some boxes of puzzles on top of like a DVD player or something on top of a fireplace thing. Uh, I thought, Hey, here's where I can contribute in the easiest possible way. I'll send him a nice charging stand station thing for his phone, which arrived today. And he's using it to view this wonderful podcast. His words, not mine. This is way better than boxes, puzzles stacked in a phone wedge between dumbbells. Well, that's good to that's good to hear. I'm glad. I can't wait to I cannot wait to tune in to Just Nate tomorrow at seven o'clock on Facebook Live to see the broadcast. It's truly, it's truly the uh, the beginning of a new era in entertainment. Um, but speaking of Nate, so. So back in uh, 2006, 2007, my final year working for Barnes and Noble, and uh, and Nate was uh, Nate was one of my coworkers back in the music department, and in addition to me going on a lunch break that would usually last a solid 30 minutes longer than uh, than it was supposed to, and then I would come back every time and pretend that I didn't know how time works or how a clock works and be like, oh, oh my god, oh I'm so oh buddy, I'm so sorry, I'm so. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm a piece of shit, which was true. I was a piece of shit. Am a piece of shit. Um, but there was one time back in back in those days, uh, The Office, as popular as it is now, uh, on Netflix and with younger generation, my kids love The Office now, which is great. Uh, but back then, it was in its original run on NBC, WNBC, and uh, and one day. Uh, you know, so everybody and everybody at the store loved watching The Office and talking about it after, you know, Thursday nights would be The Office. And then the next day, everybody's laughing about it at work. And uh, and then one time, one day, Nate just comes up to me and he's he starts like he starts pitching this uh, this TV show that he has. He's got this idea, this this premise for a show and he's pitching it to me. And I'm like, uh, oh, oh, boy, I don't I don't think he knows. So he's talking about it, like, oh, yeah, it's about uh you know, these people, they work for a company and they all work in these cubicles and desks and, uh, and they've got this manager who's just kind of a, kind of a jackass and there's a love interest, there's a guy and he's like, he has a crush on a girl, but she's with somebody else and there's this kind of this goofy character and he's describing all these characters and I'm like, this, this really sounds like something that's already being done right now and then Nate, Nate finishes his pitch for the TV show and he says, uh, 
He's like, yeah, so I want, it's going to be the boss, and it's just a story about, it's going to look like a documentary, and all the people, all the crazy characters, uh, you know, at this at this company, and all this stuff, and he's like, I think I'm, and I want to call it The Workplace, and I was like, and I had no idea that he was fucking with me, I had no idea that he was just, he was deliberately describing The Office, like, as a joke, and, and he just, basically just took The Office and renamed it The Workplace, and then pitched it to me as an idea for a TV show. And I, I'm, I'm just sitting there, like as he's telling me, I'm like, oh man, this, this poor bastard, he, he has no idea. He's just describing the office. He's literally describing the office. He's describing, describing the, the, the situations and the characters. All he did was he called it the workplace. He doesn't even, oh my, oh poor Nate. He doesn't even know. He's just, he's subconsciously, he's just taken the office and then he's, he's made it, he's made it into this show called the workplace. And then, uh, and so I was like, ah, so I was just like, yeah. That sounds cool, man. That's that sounds like a really good show. That sounds like a really new and original show. And then and then he told me he's like he's like, oh, of course I'm kidding. I, I'm, I'm describing the office. And I was like, <laughs> it was like I was drenched with sweat. I said, of course you were. I was in. I was in on the joke too. Hello, <laughs> Yo, you jokester. Describing you took the office and you called it the workplace and you. You, you threw it back at me as a as a joke, and I was definitely in on the joke. I was definitely in on the joke the whole time. There's no question about that. Nothing nothing gets past this guy. I was with you. I was hanging with you on that joke for show. And uh, yeah, so I I had a I was reliving that memory the other night, and it gave me it gave me a good chuckle. Oh man, I will say. I was talking to, uh, yeah, I was, I was talking about the, you know, how it's nice right now to not have a commute and, you know, it's, it's, it's great. And how the commute that I've had in the past has been pretty hellacious and pretty lengthy. And, uh, hopefully I, you know, I can avoid that commute for many years to come, no matter what my, my work from home situation is. And, uh, and currently I might commute when I do have a commute is, is a fraction of a fraction of what the old commute was. Um, but I really, I came to the realization that, wow, if it, but if it weren't for that lengthy commute to Boston every day for all those years, those Cliffy characters, Grandma Cliff, Uncle Cliff, Uncle Cliffy Baseball, all the Cliff characters, they wouldn't exist. So... There is, this, there is some silver lining, as I was talking about, like, ah, oh, the commute, sometimes it would take me almost three hours to get to work when it should really just take 45 minutes, and then sometimes it would take, oh, this. But, but that's when, like, every single Cliffy call that I ever, all the original ones that I did, it was just me sitting in my car, pressing record on my phone, and sitting in traffic, not going anywhere, and just talking like this, Cliffy, why don't you call me? And it was because one day... I was driving and I'm like, Jesus, I'm just, I'm, this is where I'm just going to die here. I'm just going to, in this lane of traffic, I'm just, this is it. This is my, this is the rest of my life. And then I just started talking to myself because that's what I do. I sit in the car. If I'm in the car by myself, even if I'm, I always have music on or a podcast or something, but even if I have, even if I have something on that I'm listening to, I'm still just, I sit in the car and I just talk to myself. Like I would, if, if I were driving home from work right now, I would just be having this podcast except to nobody except just me. And I talk, I talk to myself like I'm doing a podcast. And then, and then I just, I'm just sitting there and I'm staring out the window and I was like, 
I was like, Cliff, the first one was like, Cliffy, this is your grandpa, Cliff, Cliff, Cliffy, Cliffy, it's your grandpa, Cliff, Cliff, call me back, Cliff, Cliffy, it's grandpa, Cliff, Cliff. And I just thought, like, that's kind of funny, like, Cliff, the, the repetition of Cliff, like, and then and then the idea, the notion that it's Grandpa Cliff, and then, then there would be other people named Cliff, and then eventually it got to, like, oh, that'd be so funny if there was, like, a Grandma Cliff. Yes, Cliffy, we take the last name, we marry into the family, and we take the last name and the first name, so I'm also Cliff Womack, just like you and your grandpa and your uncles and everybody. We're all Cliffy Womacks. And that's what happens when you have hours and hours of just staring staring at, at brake lights and license plates in front of you. And endless, <laughs> endless asphalt. And uh, so really, yeah, I was thinking, man, I'm kind of, you know, in a way, giving birth to these Cliff characters. I'm, I'm kind of like a, I'm like, I'm like a god to, to, to the actual Cliff. And I should let him know that. I should tell Cliff that I am, I'm really his god in, in a lot of ways. Like he... He really needs to sort of, I don't know, he needs to sort of worship, well, me. Uh, you know, if we're just, if we're being reasonable about it. Oh, man. It's funny, too, because, uh, yeah, the person that I was talking to is uh, is my friend Amy, and who has joined many a live podcast, except missed the last couple, and then sent me a message to say that she had a dream about missing the podcast and that her... And I was so happy to hear that. I was so happy to hear that her guilt was so strong and deep that it manifested itself in her subconscious mind, and she actually felt guilty about missing the podcast. But here she is yet again missing the podcast. So I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to. Uh, uh, well, I'm calling her out now for being a for being an asshole. But but without, we were talking about the uh, I don't know I don't even know the commutes and stuff, and uh, I really came to the realization that that I am. I am Cliffy's dark god, and uh, he shall worship me accordingly. Cliffy, bow down to your unholy overlord, Cliff, just like the rest of us. Mmm, I'm going to have a nice bowl of Quaker oatmeal and pray to our unholy dark god, Cliff. The Prince of Darkness. Ah, oh, man. Walgreens, lazy. Oh, yeah. So I've got one other. I've got one other quick story. There's, there's all kinds of silliness going on. Um, speaking of commutes, there was something. I don't know what the hell we were. Oh, you know, we were watching the Jordan documentary. Kimmy and I were watching. Uh, what is it? Part five and six that was on this week. And it, you know, it it has a little bit about the the 92 93 season and of course in the summer of 1993 it was when Michael Jordan's father was murdered cuz he pulled over on the side of the road in Lumberton North Carolina which I know because that's like that's one of the crappy towns that you drive through on I95 when you're going anywhere from the north to the south and he pulled over and he was, and he was murdered and it's uh, it was horrible and it was very sad and I was just talking to Kim like man why would you like just yeah, I know, he was trying to take a nap, he was tired, but Jesus, man, like, pulling over on the side of the highway and stuff. And then I started thinking about all the, all the times that I, myself, it hasn't happened in 21 years, but I used to find myself on the side of the road quite often, like, for, for, for any number of reasons. And I was just thinking about, like, holy shit, I should have been murdered, like, 57 times for all the time that I, that I had to, like, pull over on the side of the road and, uh... 
and get, and just like got into somebody's car or or eighteen wheeler. So one of the times that came to mind was when I was uh, I was my family, my parents. So my parents and my sister, they were up in Brant Lake, New York, doing this Bible camp that we used to have to do and teach these kids. And then I had to like I had to pretend that you know that I was like whatever. And, uh, you know, meanwhile, I'm just, you know, I can't wait to get out of there and, you know, making, making fun of it, the whole thing. Um, like, <laughs> stupid Bible school. <laughs> and kind of, kind of enjoying, you know, how hilarious it was that I, of all people, I'm, I'm teaching Bible lessons to these kids. Bible-opoly. And uh, so one day, I had, I had, you know, when I turned 18, I graduated not only high school, but I, I graduated church. I was like, okay, that's it. I'm uh, retired from church. That's enough. Had enough church. I get it. I get it. I think I'm done. I think I'm good. See you at Christmas. Uh, maybe. <laughs> and so so I was done. I had retired from church. Uh, but I thought, hey, I'll go up. I've got, you know, the family's up there, the friends. I'll drive up. Uh, BDL, Nate, Big Daddy Limpert, who, I've, who we've talked about on the podcast before. He was running this whole Bible camp. Uh, and so I said, oh, I want to go up and see, I want to see Big Daddy. I want to see BDL. I want to see the family, see some friends. Uh, you know, so it's early in the morning and I'm, I had the day off and I'm just driving up, I'm driving up I-87, driving up to the Northway, just being really responsible. You know, I had, uh, I had, <laughs> I had McDonald's hotcakes and sausage on my lap. I had my knife and fork and I was like, you know, I don't know, probably steering with my elbow. <laughs> While I was cutting my hotcakes and sausage and pouring the syrup on, you know, things that you do uh, while you're driving by yourself on a highway. And, uh, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm eating, my, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to carve my sausage and my hotcakes. And all of a sudden, whoa, oh, and like, I just see rubber flying all over the place and oh, there goes a tire. And then, <laughs> and then I'm, I'm in the left lane because, you know, I'm going as fast as I can while I'm trying to cut my hotcakes and sausage. So I swerve across all the lanes of traffic and I pull over on the side of the road. And then I and then I sat and I was like, well, sounds like uh, I think a tire just exploded. Not much I can do about that, but there is something I can do about these hotcakes and sausage while they're still hot and I can eat my delicious McDonald's breakfast. So pulled over, luckily. The hotcakes and sausage were still intact perfectly, and the syrup, and my hash browns, the whole thing. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better a better blowout on a highway going high speeds in the left lane uh, with one eye on the road and the other eye on hotcakes and sausage. Uh, and then and then to be able to and then to be able to in a minute's notice grab the wheel and and pull myself across three lanes of traffic and have nobody be there and then be able to be in the uh, <laughs> to be on the shoulder sitting in the grass and I said okay well uh, I'm gonna have to do something about this but that time uh, is in a few minutes from now the time now is to eat my breakfast so I polished off my delicious McDonald's breakfast and I said okay well it's 1999 so I don't have my own cell phone I'm gonna get out and I'm gonna walk to the gas station and uh, I'm going to call Big Daddy Limpert uh, to see if I can put my dad on the phone so then my dad can uh, call AAA and blah, 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 do what needs to be done. And so I start walking. I just start walking on the highway on the on the shoulder in the grass. And I'm like, okay, there's a gas station. I can see it from here at, at this exit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk up 
to this gas station. I'm going to just use a pay phone. I have the number. For some reason, I had enough uh, sense to have the phone number to the place. Uh, who am I kidding? My dad probably like stapled it, uh, you know, to my face or something backwards so I could look in the mirror and know what the number was. So, so I start walking. I start, I start hoofing it towards the gas station, and all of a sudden, as I'm walking up towards the gas station, I just hear, I'm like, what the fuck? Whoop! And I turn around, and there's this huge, it was like, you know, like Pee-wee's Big Adventure, like Large Marge, like a big rig, like a, an 18-wheeler, big fucking truck has now pulled over on the side of the road. And me being 19, and just thinking that, like, you know, growing up on Disney and all that bullshit, I'm like, hey, this is nice. This is a nice, friendly guy. I should, a big truck. This is great. Now, like, instead of walking to the gas station, I could just get in this truck with this stranger. So he opens the door and he's like, this guy named Leroy, <laughs> Leroy the trucker. And, uh, and he opens the door and I'm like, I'm like, hey, he's like, he's like, hey, what, what happened, man? You something, something wrong with your car? I'm like, yeah, yeah, no worries. I'm just, I'm going to walk to this gas station. He's like, no, no. Get in. I'll, you can use my phone. And I'm like, well, okay, that sounds like an even better idea. Instead of just walking 50 feet that way and using a payphone and then just sitting quietly in my car until help comes, I'll get in the truck. That's what I should do. I should get in this truck with this trucker who I've never met, who just pulled over on the side of a highway to pick me up. So I get in and uh, and then I, I slam the door. Or at least I try to slam the door. And the door's not quite latching, so I'm so I'm so now I'm sitting there like this, and I'm and I'm white knuckle like holding the door, and he looks over and he starts laughing. And Leroy was he was black, he was an African American gentleman, and he starts laughing. He's like he's like he ain't never been in a truck with a black man before. <laughs> like I'm like well no, but I'm not. This isn't me. Like oh my god, the black man's gonna kill me. This is like I don't want the door to open. I'm gonna fall out of this truck. I'm like twenty feet in the air. And, uh, you know, also, uh, you know, my my fear of everything uh, sees no color. It's colorblind. It doesn't matter what color you are. I'm I'm terrified of everything. But but back then I was I was just I, I trusted everybody. I was like, all right, this guy's hey, great. I could have just walked. To the, and then I thought, like, OK, he's just going to drive me to the gas station at the top of the exit ramp and just drop me off. Great. And I'll hop out and I'll use the payphone and I'll make a call. And then the and then the, the tow truck will come and my dad will come. And that's the end of that. Uh, not so fast. Uh, because Leroy had other plans for me. And that was uh, <laughs> that was to take me. He was a trucker for like the paper mill in Glens Falls, New York, home of Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who once dated my aunt and uh, and was best friends with my uncle. Uh, so we're, we get off the exit somewhere there in Glens Falls in South, uh, or Glen Falls, as Carmela Soprano would call it. And uh, I'm like, okay, he's going to let me off at the gas station. No. We drive to, the, uh, we drive to where he needs to drop off his, his load, his, his, the, you know, the, the, the trailer. He has to unhitch. And uh, so we go, which is like at the paper mill. So we go, and it's just like this parking lot, and there's nobody there. And then I start to get a little worried, but I think to myself, hey, I'm 19. I haven't yet. Uh, my metabolism's still good. You know, even though I've got a belly full of hotcakes and sausage. Yeah, right behind the arena. Exactly. Right behind the old Glens, Glens Falls Civic Center. 
the disgusting paper mill. And uh, so we're sitting there in the in the shadow of the Civic Center, home of many a, a legendary WWF matchup, where I once got to see the Ultimate Warrior, meet the Ultimate Warrior, and see the Macho Man, the actual Macho Man, and the Nature Boy Ric Flair, and Shawn Michaels, and the Undertaker, and Owen Hart, and all the all the classics. I got to see them my first wrestling event. But anyways, another story for another time. So we're sitting there in the in the shadow of the Glens Falls Civic Center, and uh, he's like, ah. All I need to do is just unhitch the, the truck, and, uh, then we'll, and then we'll go. You can use the phone. And I'm like, okay. And so he hops out, and I'm just kind of sitting there. And I just, or he, he starts to, like, put it in gear and do all the things. And he's, you know, flipping the switch to, like, unhitch the thing. And then all of a sudden, we're, like, you know, we're, like, moving away from the trailer. And it seems like everything's good. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> And the thing stops, and all of a sudden, like half of the truck, he's keeps, but he keeps the his foot on the pedal, so half of the truck is now like going up in the air, and now the trailer's like up in the air, and like one thing's tilted this way, and the other thing's tilted that way, and he keeps going, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, hey, Leroy, I don't think this is supposed to happen. <laughs> How long you been driving a truck, Leroy? And it's like, he's like, I just started last month. And I'm like, fuck. This was a horrible idea. It turns out I shouldn't have gotten in a truck, in an 18-wheeler truck with a total stranger. It turns out that that was a terrible idea. I should have just walked to the gas station. I would have made that phone call like 20 minutes ago, and my dad would be halfway to pick me up, and I wouldn't have to worry about this. So he's like, he's like, ah, motherfucker, goddamn, I can't. And I'm like, uh, everything, everything going okay, Leroy? And he's like, uh, he's like, hold on a sec, hold on. And then he just like stops what he's doing and he hops out of the truck and I can just hear him like tinkering outside, like underneath. And he's like, oh, motherfucker, God damn it. Fuck, fuck, fuck. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh, oh, now I'm starting to like rock back and forth. I'm like, oh, this is bad. Oh, I'm going to die. This is where I die. I die in a parking lot of a paper mill in shitty Glens Falls <laughs> next to the arena. This is where I'm, this is where my father was born, and this is where his son will die. <laughs> so Leroy hops back in the truck, and he just looks at me, and I'm like, "Hey, did you did you get it? Did you have any luck?" He's like, "Hey, man, you ever drive a truck before?" Uh, no, Leroy. Contrary to popular belief, I have never driven a tractor trailer in my life. No, not once. Uh, you may not have noticed this, but I could barely, I was not able to successfully maneuver a Buick Park Avenue <laughs> on a highway without exploding the tire because I filled it to twice the capacity of air that it's meant for uh, while I was eating hotcakes and sausage. So no, Leroy, uh, in addition to regular cars, I do not at this age of 19 have the ability to drive uh, a car that has 18 wheels. I can't drive one that has four or three wheels, let alone one with 18 of them. Uh, but what do you need, buddy? I'm your guy. And he's like, well, listen, it's real easy. <laughs> I'm like, uh, is it though? Because you are the truck driver and you seem to not be doing uh, anything that resembles driving a truck or unloading a truck. He's like, listen, man, just hop in this seat I'm like, and I'm, in, I'm a fucking 19-year-old, so I'm like, okay, I'll hop in the seat. The guy's telling me to do it, so I'll just do it. And so, so, I, get, so I get in the seat, and he's like, he's like, when I yell to you, you do this, this, this. 
And he's like, you put the gear this, and then you this, and, but just like gently, and then when I yell stop, you stop. I'm like, I'm like, F- I'm going to fucking kill this guy. I'm going to, I'm going to back this truck over his face. I'm going to murder somebody. Now, now I'm not worried about me getting murdered. I'm like, oh my God, today I'm, I might not die, but I'm going to kill this guy and I'm going to go to a jail because like some 19 year old idiot uh, is driving a truck because some like 40 something year old idiot doesn't know how to drive a truck. And so I'm like, and it didn't even, you know, I'm like, oh my God, what is this guy doing? Like, I'm not, this is such a violation of so many things. Like he just has like some, he just picked up a hitchhiker basically. And now he's having him drive the truck. There's like licenses and there's regulations and there's all these things. I'm like, and I'm going to, you know, okay. Okay. Leroy, I'll drive the truck for you, buddy. And so he's like, okay, go for it. And so I start driving and then the thing's like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to, I can't do it, Leroy. Something's wrong. And he's like, no, keep going, keep going. And then all of a sudden, like whatever he did, he pulled whatever lever bullshit that he had. And then all of a sudden the truck starts going and I'm like, oh, fuck. What do I do now? (laughs) You know, all logic is out the window because I'm like, oh, how do you stop this thing? And then, uh, and then luckily it was going slowly, slow enough that he was able to, you know, hop on. And he's like, he's like the brakes, the brakes. (laughs) And I'm like, where is it? I've never... (laughs) So finally, so he gets the stupid truck unhitched, the trailer unhitched, thanks to me. Thanks in way larger part to me than should have been necessary. He gets the stupid thing. It's it's loose. It's good. I hop back into my seat. He hops into the driver's seat. And then I said, okay, that was fun. Can you please take me to a phone, a place where a phone is? That's what I've been trying to get to for the last 45 minutes. Okay. And then he's like, he goes, all right. He's like, we're going to go to get, we'll get you to a phone right now. And I'm like, great, great. That's awesome. And he's like, first, you just have to take off your pants. <laughs> all right. He didn't say that, but that's what I heard in my mind. Cause I thought this is, this is just going to get really, really bad. Then he goes, okay. I'm like, we're good. You got the truck unloaded, which, you know, sequence of events I would have, if I were you, maybe done this after you dropped me off at the gas station. This is when I realized, this is when I learned from him, we're not going to the gas station. We're going to his apartment. <laughs> Leroy's going to take me back to his place. <laughs> and then this is where I thought I'm definitely going to be, uh, I'm going to be murdered and raped. Not necessarily in that order. I don't really care about the order. Well, I do have a preference for the order, actually. <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, if I could just, if I could just ask for one favor, if you're gonna rape and murder me, can we just, uh, whoop, just flip those, <laughs> just, yeah, just slit my throat first, and then, and then whatever, then uh, me body s sue body. Uh, so, so Leroy informs me we're gonna go back to his apartment. I'm like, okay, but I thought, well, okay, this is where I'm gonna die. But that's fine. Uh, it's been a good run. It's been a solid 19 years. Uh, and, and, you know, he seems like a nice enough fellow. And he was. And he took me back to his place. And and then I, I didn't get scared until I went into his apartment. And Leroy introduced me to his roommate. Um, I don't remember the roommate's name. I just remember the roommate was sitting on the couch. Uh, smoking a ton of cigarettes. 
had probably just finished smoking a ton of weed because uh, he was just, man, oh, man. Either that or he was swimming in a lots of chlorine. I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess probably not. So, uh, and this dude was scary. Le- there was nothing scary about Leroy other than I didn't know him and he picked me up on the side of the road in a truck and then made me drive the truck and then took me back to his house. Other than those three or four things, there was nothing There was nothing outwardly <laughs> frightening about Leroy. Uh, but his roommate, he's like, hey, John, I'd like you to meet my roommate, uh, Billy. I don't know what the fuck his name was. And I was like, you know, this is me at the time. I'm like, hey, hey, mister. Uh, hey, mister, how you, how you doing? Nice to meet you. I'm Johnny. Great to see you. Can I shake your hand? And he just kind of looked at me and he was like, hey, the fuck out of here. I'm like, okay, all right. Nice to meet you. He didn't say get the fuck out of here, but but his eyes did. His bloodshot, fucking bright red eyes told me to get the fuck out of his TV room. So I was like, okay, nice to meet you. I, I hope we can hang out soon. And uh, and so so finally, I'm like, hey, Leroy. Do you think it would be possible for me to use your phone? Do you have a phone? And may I use it, like, now? And he was like, oh, yeah, the phone. That's right over there. And I'm like, okay. And then I haven't really thought about the fact that I have to call my my dad, explain to him what happened, whatever. Tire blew out. Okay. It's like the eighth time that that's happened because I was notorious. I used to fill the air in the tire. <laughs> I would just fill it as much as I could. Like if, you know, I would fill it like double the amount of air because then I thought, you know, hey, if I just put double the air in the tire, then that's going to save me. I- I'm not going to have to put air in this thing again. It'll just have way too much air. And then eventually it'll just level out to the right amount of air that I need. And then I'll and then it'll be like months and months before I have to put any air in this thing. Or the tire will just explode on the highway while you're eating hotcakes and sausage. Delicious, piping hot, piping hot Arby's. Piping hot McDonald's hotcakes and sausage. Uh, So yeah, you know, a lot of dumb things. A lot of times on the side of the road. So anyways, um, so I'm thinking like, well, this is nothing new. Explaining to my dad that there's, you know, a flat tire or a tire that exploded. I think that had happened plenty of times before that. I, I had done enough nonsense. I was 19, so I had a solid three years of beating the shit out of cars that my parents and or grandparents lovingly gave, gifted me, hand-me-down cars that I destroyed. Um, so I wasn't worried about that. But then as I'm, like, dialing, I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be... How do I how do I explain to him uh, where I am and what just happened and why I am in the place that I am in making this call? And I thought, well, honesty is the best policy. I'm just going to tell him exactly what happened. So I get a hold of, uh, you know, the Big Daddy Limpert house uh, up there in Brant Lake, the Barry house run by Big Daddy Limpert, Big Daddy BDL. Uh, and they and I said, yeah, I need to speak to John Hopkins, please. And uh, they put him on. And I said, hey, Dad. And he's like, son, where have you been? You're supposed to, uh, I figured you'd be here by now. And I said, well... I would have been here by now. I was I was making really good time, uh, except uh, you know how you know how this morning the car had four tires. Yeah, yeah, you remember. Good, good. Well, there's there's three tires now. There's one one less tire than there was this morning on the car, and so so I can't drive the car. 
uh, until I get that fourth tire, that that <laughs> that crucial tire. And uh, and so he's like, he's like, well, what the hell? What happened? And I, so I was like, listen, I okay, I might have left out the hotcakes and sausage part that I was cutting with a fork and knife while I was driving with my knees, um, steering with my knees. I said, look, uh, you know. Uh, it's just one of those crazy things. <laughs> you know how tires just explode sometimes? You know how they just spontaneously combust? Uh, you know, on a summer's day? I guess that's just, just one of those kooky things that happen. Uh, but I'm okay. Uh, the car's fine. It's just going to need a tire. Uh, you know, because uh, based on absolutely no analysis done by me, other than just wishful thinking that the car is fine. Um, and he's like, okay, well, so what are you? You're with the car? What, what phone? You, you go to a gas station? Oh, no, Dad, don't worry about it. I'm at this guy's apartment. He's like, he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, well, hold on, Dad. Let me explain. It sounds crazy when I say I'm at this guy's. When you, when you just hear that I'm at some guy's apartment, it sounds crazy. So let me just explain to you. A, I was walking to the gas station, and a guy with a huge truck picked me up and had me drive his truck at the paper mill and then took me back to his apartment. So this trucker, who I've never met, uh, gave me a ride to his apartment. That's you know I'm not stupid, Dad. I wouldn't just walk into this guy's apartment. He took me here, and he's like, and then my dad's like, oh my, he's like, he's like, so he's like, so your you have uh, your tire blew out, yes, on the highway, yes, and instead of walking to a gas station or waiting for the police, you got into a truck with a trucker. And then drove to the paper mill and dropped off his truck and then came back to his house and now you're in his apartment and you've never met him. I'm like, that's not all, Dad. His roommate's here too and he's smoking a ton of weed. Just wanted to let you know that part too. I'm not stupid. I've I've assessed the situation. I know what everything's that's happening in this room right now. And he's like, oh my God. He's like, he's like, can you have him? Can you please have him take you to your car and then I will call the tow truck and then I will be there as fast as I can. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. He just had to drop off his truck so he could get a car and then take me back to my car. What's the problem, dad? I don't see why this is so scary. And he's like, are you okay? Is there, I'm like, of course I'm okay. I drove a truck. I had McDonald's. I'm here with this guy smoking, uh, you know, an, an unholy amount of weed. Eh, it's fine, dad. It's fine. This is, uh, what's the worry? You grew up here in Glens Falls. What's to worry about? He's like, yeah, that's why I'm worried, asshole, because I grew up there. And then somehow my dad made it uh, from Brant Lake to uh, the side of the highway in Glens Falls in about eight minutes. Uh, <laughs> it's Leroy. We got in Leroy's car, and he drove me. And then we waited in Leroy's car behind my car on the highway. And then my dad, uh, I just, I don't remember you know, how he got there. I just remember looking up and seeing, uh, seeing my dad's car just coming, flying over a mountain, over a hill and just landing on the road next to me. Uh, and then him, you know, getting out of the car drenched in sweat. And so, yeah, so that was, that was just one of the times. And then Kimmy and I, you know, we were talking and, and, and yeah, everything was fine. It was just, ended up being just a, just a nice guy who picked me up, uh, had me drop off his trailer at the paper mill and then took me back to his uh, apartment with his terrifying roommate. And, uh, and the irony is, is, you know, he's, he's like, when we're in the truck uh, at the beginning, he's like, he's like, ah, oh, what's the matter? He's scared of being in a truck with a black guy. I was never scared of Leroy. Uh, but that roommate who was, you know, who was as, as, as white as, uh, as this white mouse that I'm holding, 
uh, he was terrifying. He was very scary. Uh, yeah, but I, I didn't die, nor did I get raped. So it was, you know, it was win, win, win. And somehow the car got uh, fixed and got a tire. Uh, you know, I have no idea because I didn't, I didn't concern myself with that kind of thing. I just waited for it to be. I mean, again, classic laziness. I call somebody who helps me do something, and then it's just magically done. And then I think, great, this is how life works. And I will say though, Kimmy, Kimmy had a very good, uh, a, a very good thought, a very interesting thought. As I was telling her this story the other night, and she thought that perhaps this was the test. At least, like maybe the whole like driving the truck test is to see, you know, what kind of strength uh, a potential victim might have, a fresh, fresh young meat like myself. And if, if, you know, the person is too scared or gets in the seat and is just too kind of weak and, and stringy and can't, you know, can't grind the gears and hit the pedals and drive the truck, then maybe, maybe Leroy says, okay, this is, yeah, this guy can't, this guy has, he's very weak. So this is the guy that we can uh, rape and murder, not necessarily in that order. And then I got in and I was like, ah, yeah, the gears, I'm hitting the pedals, I'm doing it, Leroy, I'm going to do it, brother. And he's like, all right, I guess. This guy seems like he's going to put up a fight. Might not be worth it. But I'm sure I tricked him. He probably thought I was some, uh, you know, some easy target when I was standing on the side of the road going, Hey, yeah, I'll take a ride. Sure. Thanks. Okay. Oh, hey, it's your roommate. Nice to meet you. I'm Johnny. <sighs> so then the, the next time I will tell this story and then we're going to get into Cliffy karaoke. Get some karaoke uh, nonsense to get to. I have one more roadside story. My many roadside stories. Uh, and then one time, one of the many cars uh, that I... This was, the, this was the final ride of this particular car, this Mitsubishi piece of shit that we had for a very brief period of time in the late 90s and early 2000s. That was like my car, kind of. And it was early in the morning, and I was driving uh, southbound on the same highway... And, uh, and yeah, it turns out that when you're like 19 years old and you just decide like, eh, I don't need oil. So why would the car need oil? That's dumb. Doesn't the rain, like when it rains on the car, isn't that enough lubricant? I don't know. I've driven a truck. I think I know what I'm talking about. So I had this, uh, this car that I just, you know, just beat the shit out of uh, one of the many cars and I'm driving I don't know if it was school or if it was work. Either way, I'm, it's early in the morning, and I'm heading southbound on the highway. And this is after the Leroy the Trucker uh, incident. And uh, and I'm just driving along. I'm not eating any hotcakes. I was, although I was, I probably was, as Kimmy reminded me, I was probably eating Burger King French toast sticks. Because if I wasn't eating hotcakes and sausage, I was eating French toast sticks and hash browns. I have no idea. I don't understand how I got to be so fat. I don't get it. When I was 15, I could eat all that shit, and it would just metabolize, and somehow that stopped. I don't get it. You're telling me that I can't just eat French toast, Burger King, and hotcakes every, literally every single day before college, before school, and, and stay skinny? I don't, it doesn't make sense. I thought I would just eat whatever I want, like I did when I was 13 and 14, and nothing would happen. It's very strange. So anyways, I'm going, I'm going southbound. Oh, hey, mom. <laughs> uh, there's yeah, awesome. My mom's joined. This is good story time. Uh, so I'm heading southbound on I-87, also known as the North Way to the locals. 
in upstate New York, right around the, uh, you know, somewhere between the Clifton Park and Albany exits, all those, those areas. And, uh, and I'm driving this Mitsubishi thing. And then all of a sudden, like so many times before, I'm driving along, and that's what I would do back in those days. Before I would talk to myself in the car, I would just sit there and go, just, yeah, it was just one of my things. Just no mu and no music, no nothing. Just the windows up and complete silence, just going driving the car. So anyway, so I'm going, I'm driving along and I'm going and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, as had happened so many times before with so many cars that I was behind the wheel of Kablamo! Another, I'm like, ah, another car that I've murdered. So I pull over on the side of the road and then much like with the hotcakes and sausage where I said, well, there's not much I can do here except eat hotcakes and sausage. Except in this in this case, uh, this was back in the day when I smoked cigarettes, and I think I had either had my breakfast or was on my way to breakfast. I don't know. So I pull over on the side of the road after this loud bang, this loud blabo, and I, I pull over the side of the road, and it's and it's raining out, and I just thought, eh, what can I do? I'll just sit here. Oh, hey, Rachie, welcome to the podcast. <coughs> I'll just sit here in my car. At that point, I had one of those, you know, like a brick kind of cell phone thing. And I said, I'll just, I'll call, I'll call the right people. In this case, again, as always, probably my dad. And he'll take care of it without me even knowing how to do any of that because I'm so lazy. I'm just such a shiftless <laughs> slug. And I'll be like, I guess my daddy will take care of it. So I'm sitting there on the side of the road and I'm like, well... I'll call, and I think I, I think I did. I think I called my dad. I said, "Hey, here's where I am. Uh, car's not. Uh, the car was going forward, and now it's not. And I'm in it, and it's just sitting here, not moving. Uh, help, help! I don't know what to do because I'm, I'm just so, I'm so, I'm so useless. Just a useless person. That's why I married Kimmy because she, <laughs> she, she knows how to do things, and I can just ask her. Oh, man, how do you make toast? Ah, oh, so." So I'm sitting on the side of the road and I thought, all right, well, I guess I just, I just sit here and wait and I'll have a cigarette. Cause back in those days I smoked cigarettes. So I just kind of crack the window and I'm having a cigarette. And all of a sudden this guy, a car pulls over in front of me on the side of the road. And I'm like, oh Jesus, here we go again. First it was Leroy, the trucker. Now I got this fucking, what's, what's this guy doing? And he gets out of the car and he's like outside and he's like waving his hands. He's like, ah, no, no. he's screaming at me. And I'm like, what the, the fuck is this guy? He's like, eh, 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 eh. and I'm like, oh, okay, crazy. Yes, my car broke down. Thank you for noticing. Dads are always there. That's for sure. Oh, man, ain't that the truth? Oh, my God. Ain't that the truth, Rachie? Um, so, so I'm sitting in my car. It's raining. I'm smoking a cigarette. This guy pulls over, some stranger. He gets, he's jumping, waving, big fat guy, he's just waving, flailing his arms, and he's pointing, and I'm like, I'm like, yes, my car broke down, I know this isn't a parking space, and he's like, no, and then finally, I'm like, finally, he comes up, he comes up to me, and I'm, it's kind of like uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, we're like, you're going the wrong way, and I'm sitting there like, I'm John Candy and Steve Martin, I'm like, okay, Yep, you're right. My car's not moving like all the other cars on the road. Thanks for noticing. Have a great day. <sighs> uh, 
Just let me smoke my cigarette in my broken down car on the side of the road in the pouring rain in peace. Please, won't somebody just give me a moment's peace? And then he comes over to the window and I'm like, yes, can I help you? And he's like, he's like, your car is on fire. (laughs) And I'm like, what? And he's like, well, not your car, but there's a fire underneath your car. And I'm like, that's not much better, really. In some cases, possibly worse. Why were you standing there like that? Why didn't you just come up and tell me, you fucking asshole? I could be on fire right now, you son of a bitch. So then I grabbed all my stuff and I got out of the car. And then and then he pointed and I looked underneath. And sure enough, there's this huge fire like underneath my car. Because, what? again, uh, no oil, dried out. All the things, all the friction, boom, tears a nice big hole in the bottom of the car uh, through a rod, as they say. So the thing, you know, the bottom literally, you know, came out of the car. So there's there's the innards, uh, the undercarriage of the car is now on the ground and it's on fire. And, uh, and that's science for you. And he's like, and I'm like, oh my God. And then I'm thinking to myself like, Jesus Christ. I just, I think I finished this in the time that I called my dad. I think I was smoking a cigarette. And then when I was done, I was like, I don't know. What do I do now? Oh, I know. I'll have another cigarette. So I'm just in rush hour traffic, cars whizzing by, a pouring rain. Everybody can see like flames underneath my car. And then they can just see my stupid head sticking out the window, puffing on a cigarette. And luckily, one of these assholes had the decency to pull over and tell me that there was a fucking fire underneath my car. <laughs> so I'm just thinking like, Jesus, what a what a moron I am. How have I not been like, you know, all the things that happened with Leroy the trucker, which could have gone so many different horrible ways, and now I'm, I'm literally sitting on top of a fire smoking cigarettes. Oh, man. And then this guy is trying to save me, and I'm like, what's this asshole yelling about? Hey, hey! I'm like, yeah, I see you. Congrats. Your car works. Thank you for pulling over to rub it into my face that your car works. Your car's on fire. Fuck. So then he invites me to sit in his car, and I'm like, oh, here we go again. Getting into an old Johnny Boys, getting into another stranger's automobile. This should have another happy ending, just like Leroy the Trucker. <laughs> uh, you're killing me, says Karen. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so so so. Thank you. I'm I I thank you. I think. <laughs> so I get into this guy's car after he tells me. After I finally come to the realization that my car is on fire or close to it or underneath it. And so I get to it, and, and Rachie's clapping. <laughs> um, so I get into the car, this guy's car, and he's like, he's like, all right, before you get in, you must know I have a very strict no-pants policy in the car. And then horrible things happen. All right, no, nobody said anything about pants. I have had a, I've had an uneventful, uh, as it concerns pants, I've had a fairly uneventful life of getting into strangers' cars. So I guess that's a good thing. So, so I get into this guy's car, and uh, and he's like, hey, are you ticklish? And then he starts tickling me. <laughs> All right, that didn't happen either. So I get into this guy's car, and he starts to, he's, 
He's like, geez, man, I couldn't believe it. He's like, I drove past and I saw this this flame underneath your car and I got off the exit and I turned around and I went back down and then got off the other exit so I could come back up. And I'm like, holy shit, you did all... Wow, geez, gee, mister, thanks. That's so nice of you. And then he starts telling me uh, like an, uh, an, an inordinate amount of times mentioning that he's like the general manager of like a bunch of Denny's <laughs> restaurants in the area. He's like, I'm the regional manager of Denny's. And I'm like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Congratulations. He was saying that because he wanted to point me to his fancy car phone. You know, the old car phones that were like hooked into like the center console, you know, like on the armrest into the uh, plugged directly into the car. And he's like, I, so I've got this, I've got this cellular automobile phone. And uh, since I'm the big boss, I get to use it for business purposes. But in this case, if you'd like to make, if you need to make a, an emergency phone call, I'm the Denny's regional manager and I can let you use my very important phone. And I said, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, it was like late 99, early 2000. So like kind of a lot of people already have, I'm like, yeah, I held up my big brick, you know, Motorola thing. And I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I, I made a call, uh, you know, <laughs> my, my daddy's coming to get me to save me again. <laughs> so... He's like, are you sure you don't want to use my very fancy Denny's manager cell phone? I'm like, I, congrats on being the Denny's manager and for saving me from the fire. Uh, no, I'm good. And so, so he's just sitting there talking about Denny's, how he manages Denny's and his life as a Denny's manager. And I'm like, well, they're lucky to have you because you're more passionate about Denny's than any human being should ever be for any reason at all. So congrats on Denny's. And, uh, Thank you for letting me sit in your car while I wait for my dad. And this is going to be the longest 30 minutes of my life sitting here with the Denny's manager. And so then he's like, he's like, say, uh, so what do you do for a living? And I'm like, well, I mean, I work at uh, KB Toys and I'm a student. I'm a college student. He's like, oh, you ever give any thought to the food service? For some reason, it sounded like Uncle Cliff. Did you ever give any thought to the food service industry? We make lots of hot oatmeal. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, no, he's like, he's like, you know, you'd, I think you'd be a great fit at one of our Denny's restaurants. And then as Kimmy said the other night, when I was telling her this story, she's like, so basically he saw how stupid you were sitting in your car that was on fire on the side of a highway in rush hour, smoking cigarettes and said, yep, that's Denny's material right there. He's that, that guy's got what it takes. <laughs> He's got Denny's written all over him. He's got a bright he's got a bright Denny's future ahead of him. If I could if I could just reel in the big fish here. If I could just get this guy in one of my stores. This will ensure success for me, for this fabulous restaurant franchise, and for this young fellow who really has his has a level head on his shoulders, smoking cigarettes in the rain in a in a car that's about to explode. <laughs> Uh, say, I, I liked your work back there with the flaming car and the cigarette. Would you like to come work? Would you like to manage a Denny's? <laughs> because already you can, I can tell you have a higher IQ than anybody I have ever hired to work at Denny's. <laughs> oh man. So then, then the crazy thing. And, and I don't know what, you know, I waited in the rain and you know, we had a few tickle fights 
Uh, he talked about his cell phone. He talked about Denny's a few more times. And then my, my dad and or the tow truck or whatever, you know, somebody came and saved me. <laughs> and that was the end of that. The crazy thing is the third time, and I know there's other times that I've had breakdowns, but the but the the last time that I was broken down on the side of a highway, and this is like, yeah, this is probably, you know, 20 years ago was the last time any of this stuff happened. But I was I was driving at night and, you know, Leroy the trucker, sure, I'll get in your truck. That sounds like a great idea. Uh a big a big oil fire. <laughs> A big friction fire underneath my car. I'll smoke cigarettes. That's a great idea. I'll sit here and smoke cigarettes. And then I'll just, hey, this guy's got a, he says he has a cell phone. I'll sit in his car. He's he's a Denny's manager. Why would a Denny's manager do anything bad to me? Uh, and then and then the third and final time, it, it was at night. So maybe that was the difference. But I was sitting there. I had, you know, my car stalled and I'm sitting on the side of the road. And I, oh, here we go again. Called, hey, dad. Hey, it's me again, your son. Can you guess what happened? Yep, you got it. Breakdown. <laughs> I know you're probably relaxing after all that hard work you do all day, every day, but you're going to need to get in a car and uh, drive 30 miles to uh, rescue me. <laughs> um, so, so I'm sitting there in the dark, and I'm just waiting. Actually, I think I called Kimmy because I was close to her house. I think that's what happened. I called Kimmy and then called the tow truck. Uh, who cares? Doesn't matter. Really kind of irrelevant. But I'm, I'm just sitting in my car. I'm like, okay, Kimmy's coming to get me. I'm going to just sit in the car and do nothing. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting there, and it's dark. It's nighttime. It's the winter. It's cold. And I'm just, you know, I got the radio on. I'm just listening to tunes, just waiting for Kimmy to come get me. And all of a sudden, there's a tap at the window. And it was a kid who was, like, my age. And he was just like, he was like, hey, uh, just, are you okay? You know, I saw you were broken down on the side of the road. I'm like, I'm like, hey, man, back off. Back the fuck off, man. I'm, I'm okay. I don't need your help. I don't need your help. Go away. Just keep driving, man. Just leave me alone. I don't know why, like, after Leroy the trucker and the Denny's guy with the phone, and then this was the one that I said, uh-oh, I don't like this kid who's, like, four foot nine, and it seems like he's about my age, seems like a perfectly reasonable guy, but maybe that's it. I don't trust the guys who sound like perfectly perfectly reasonable guys. I want the weird Denny's manager and the trucker who's not really that good at driving a truck. I want those guys uh, rescuing me from the side of the road because it's, uh, this this kid who was my age, probably a college student, you know, all of a sudden I didn't even I didn't even see like the headlights behind me, so it just freaked me out. And he just he just knocks on the window and he's like, "Hey man." I got a cell phone. You want me to, he's like, you don't even have to use my phone. I can just, I can call, uh, call the tow truck for you. I can call 911, whatever you need. I'm like, no, man, what are you, what are you doing, man? What are you, what are you trying to do, man? I'm good. I'm good, bro. Let's get in your car, man. I don't need your help. I don't need it. He's like, uh, okay, okay. I just, just thought I'd check. That's all. Are you sure you don't want me to call the police or something? They could come and, you know, they can sit and wait with you if you feel uncomfortable. Get the fuck away, man. I don't need this. I don't need you near my, get the fuck out of here. So that was the one that I thought like, this guy's bad news. I don't trust him. Leroy the trucker and Denny's guy. But I think I was right. I think my gut was right. Cause he probably, again, I didn't see headlights. I didn't see, I mean, he did get in a car and he pulled off. He pulled away, but uh, something told me, uh, uh-uh, not you. Are you sure I can just, you don't even have to get out of your car. I'll just call the police for, no, no, you get out of here. I'm staying in my car. You're going to go, you drive away. Get out of here. 
Get the fuck out of here! So that was, <laughs> that was the one. That was the final straw. Oh, my God. So, yeah. A couple of, uh, a couple of brand new exclusive tales for the Birthday Boy podcast here this evening. Oh, man. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy that we now live in the future. And I can just press a button. And I have, I have like, three different roadside assistance things that just come with, like, my car and my insurance. And I just have AAA, too. And it costs, like, I don't know. It costs, like, 10 cents to have AAA. So, like, who cares? And, and Uber exists, which is, you know... All those guys are on the up and up. Nothing bad ever happens in an Uber. <laughs> Uber Uber is basically like the real life version of every car I've ever gotten into, except you have to pay for it instead of having them just pull over out of the goodness of their heart for free to take you somewhere. Now you're just paying to have the John Hopkins experience. The, the life or death, who knows what fucking nightmare car I'm getting into. There's been some good ones. Most Uber rides have been quite boring, I'm happy to say. And there's a couple, there was one in particular where I was, actually Cliffy was in the car with me. We were coming back from getting sushi and I just started yelling at the driver. I'm like, dude, please, like, don't, don't kill us. You're going to kill all of us. This, you're bad at driving. And I'm telling, that's the guy, I'm telling you, that motherfucker, that's the guy who probably gave me less than a five star. Because I'm an Uber, I'm like a 4.8 on Uber. I have a, I have, you know, an otherwise impeccable Uber rating. Uh, I've taken many an Uber and I have a solid, not, it's not a four point. It's like a 4.97. It's, it's, it's very good. It's very good. Uh, if you, if you want a passenger, if you want an Uber passenger, I'm, I'm the guy as, as Leroy, the trucker and the Denny's guy found out if you want some, uh, nice young man sitting in the car with you, I'm a birthday boy. Johnny boy is that's that's me. I'm the guy. I'm the guy to have. Yeah, I think I'm like a, I'm a, I'm an Uber four. I'm I'm a four nine seven. I'm pretty sure. And I think it's just that one that one bastard in uh, in North Carolina taking us back, uh, taking Cliffy and me back from from lunch that one time. He swore he's driving into. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh my god. Anyways, uh, let me see. I, 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 I have to know. Yeah, four point nine seven. Look at this. There he is. Uh, that's a four. He's, he's backwards, but I'm a four point nine seven, and that's that one son of a bitch because I told him that he was a. All, all I did was tell him he was a terrible driver, and that I don't don't get me killed. And then he gave me a, a something less than a five star rating. It drives me nuts. So I'm. I mean, what am I gonna? How long is it gonna be before that goes up? That four point, and I've worked to get that four point nine seven. It's that one guy. That one guy. <sighs> Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Okay. All right. Back on the audio podcast. Had to just save the podcast there. Uh, so does anybody want Cliffy Karaoke, a.k.a. cliffy Oki, as I like to call as I've As I've cleverly, as I've cleverly named it, Cliff, it's called cliffy Oki. Get it, Cliff? Because it's Cliff Karaoke. <clears throat> I've got some songs. That's a thumbs up from Kimmy. I've got some songs. 
Uh, I know that uh, that Kimmy was uh, maniacally laughing to herself just before I started the podcast because she was picking out some songs. But I got uh, Scottish Cliff. Well, let's see. I'm going to I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off with Cousin Cliff. Let me see. <clears throat> Cliffy, I got to make sure. Yep. So I got I got to make sure I have enough uh, I have enough water in the old uh, the old pipes, the old golden pipes. Mm. <laughs> Fuck. <coughs> oh. Oh jeez, Louise. <coughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> me 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 me. Yeah. Now now I don't have. God damn it! It's just like flossing. I never should have flossed. I never should have taken water to to wet my whistle. All right. <coughs> ah, yeah. Oh, this is great. This is good. This is good. Good podcast. Good audio. Good video. Just me. Just me coughing. Uh. <clears throat> so I do have. Let me make sure. Cliff, <clears throat> yeah. See, one more, one more swig. Gargling, gargling gets you killed. Now that's I almost, I almost drowned. Uh, all right, Cliffy. Yep. Okay, I think I can do, cousin Cliff. All right, great. <clears throat> Let's see. So I've got a little, uh, I've got a little number here. I've, I've been uh, much like, much like just Nate. Much like my buddy Nate, who practices songs, takes requests, commits these songs to memory, and then and then comes uh, and then no flossing necessary. I was I was talking about the literal flossing, Mom. You, I think you missed you missed the story. Uh, I'll tell you later. But I'm flossing the actual and teeth flossing is what's going to get me killed. After a lifetime of not flossing, flossing is now going to kill me now that I've, I've started flossing in the last couple of years. Uh, long story short, the Walgreens where I got floss on Monday uh, was closed down uh, as of yesterday. And uh, there's only one reason that anything is closing. Any essential business just closes in the middle of the day. So, yeah, great. Super. Uh, let's see. So I've got a cousin, Cliff. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, is this it? All right. Cousin Cliff, this is a, I think this is a pretty good, this is a fitting, this is a fitting tune for Cousin Cliff. Oh, Cliff, I got, this, this goes on forever. Cliff, I got a, I got a, this is one of my favorite songs. It really speaks to me, you know, Cliff? It's one of my favorite tunes. I'm gonna sing it for you now. All right. Oh yeah. You hear that guitar riff, Cliffy? That's a real riff, Cliff. This is, this is the kind of music I listen to when I'm looking at those, uh, you know, those magazines, Cliff. You know what I mean, Cliff? Oh. oh, here we go. <clears throat> All right. Oh wow, man! I, I said, I said, wait a second, wait a second, man. What, what do you think the teacher's gonna look like this year? 
Oh, oh wow, oh, oh shit, oh shit. Oh, Cliffy. Oh yeah! Teacher, stop that screaming. Teacher, don't you see? Don't wanna be no uptown fool. Maybe I should go to hell, but I'm doing well. Teacher needs to see me after school. I think of all the education that I've missed. But then my homework was never quite like this. Oh, Cliffy. Got it bad, got it bad, got it bad. I'm hot for teacher. Got it bad, so bad. I'm hot for teacher. God, goddamn fucking voice. Oh, hey, I heard you missed us. We're back. We're back. Yeah. I brought my pencil. Oh, give me, Cliffy, give me something to write with, man. Come on, man. Come on, Cliffy. Oh, yeah. I heard about your lessons, but lessons are so cold. Didn't know about this school. Little girl from Cherry Lawn, how could you be so bold? Did you know that golden rule? I think of all the education that I've missed. But then my homework was never quite like this. Whoa! Got it bad, got it bad, got it bad. I'm hot for teacher. Oh, fuck! Got it bad, so bad. I'm hot for teacher. Whoa! Oh, this is the this is the guitar riff, Cliffy. This is usually right around the time when I'm, uh, you know, finishing up with those magazines, Cliffy. You know what I mean? Oh, Cliffy, it's, I hate this quarantine because I finally got the hot teacher this year, and I can't, you know, I can't stare at her, Cliff. She always told me how to keep my hands on top of the desk, Cliff. Oh, it drives me nuts, Cliff. It drives me nuts. Ah, oh, god, fucking voice. God damn it. Ah. Oh. Oh man, oh, Cliffy, I, I think the clock is slow. I mean, I, I don't feel tardy. Uh, yeah, class dismissed. Oh yeah, got it bad, got it bad, got it bad. I'm hot for teacher. Finish strong here, Cliffy. Oh yes, I'm hot. Oh, yes, I'm hot. Whoa. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm hot, for, I'm hot for teacher, Cliff, in case you didn't uh, pick up on the general theme. This is Cousin Cliff, Cliff. I got problems. Hot for teacher, Cliffy. Oh brother! So there, he, there he was, cousin Cliff, hot for teacher, or as I was uh, at the dinner table earlier, <laughs> just before doing the podcast, and I was practicing. I was practicing as cousin Cliff. I was sitting in front of the children and Kimmy, uh, and then of course I would change the lines. I would change the lyrics. 
Anytime I would say hot for teacher, I would say, got it bad, got it bad, got it bad. I respect my teacher. <laughs> got it bad, so bad. I respect women. Do, 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 do. Yeah. And then, of course, Cameron grabbed the phone and said, what is it actually called? Aha, uh -huh, that's what I thought. Uh, so I've got, let's see. I'm gonna do one. I'm gonna do another one that I want to do, and then uh, uh, maybe throw it out to some requests. We'll throw it out to some requests. See if we, see what I got any requests here on the Birthday Boy podcast. Uh, we've got uh, we've got one from Cliffy Baseball that I think is gonna be fun. I think it's one of my personal favorite uh, songs. Uh, Sir Psycho Sexy by Uncle Cliff. Is that really a song, Sir Psycho Sexy? I'm happy to sing it. Sir Psycho Sexy. Psycho Sexy? Let's see. I've got one, and then I'm happy to do Sir Psycho Sexy, but I, don't, I have no idea what that... Is that really the song? Well, anyways... I'd be happy to do it. I'm happy to do anything. I, I'm trying to follow in the footsteps of of Nate Stengrevich's Red Hot Chili Peppers. I, I don't know that one. Maybe I do. I don't. I don't know that at all. Yeah, I might need to study. 1991. Yeah, then I. Uh, very lyrical. All right, that's you're gonna have to. Yeah, you might have to give me a week to come back on that one. We all need prep time. I like to pride myself on being the opposite in the in the in the sense that I need no prep time because uh, <laughs> red hot chili peppers. Yeah, I really don't. Uh, let me see. Maybe I don't know. I'm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was one of the songs they were playing when Woodstock caught on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me give me a week. Let me come back on that one. I don't I don't know that I don't I'm not as well versed in early Chili Peppers as uh, as as the uh, as the later years. That last album they had was really good from like two years ago. I mean, all their all their albums are really good. That last one was really good though. I really liked the, I liked a lot of the shit they had on that. All right, let's see. <laughs> uh, Shimo's giving me a preview of some of the lyrics. It's not appropriate for children. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Or anyone with manners. Well, this is this is a pretty civilized podcast, I think, as we've come to expect. There's no, uh, I don't, I don't really have a lot of tolerance for tomfoolery on this podcast, or irreverence. I like to keep things pretty, pretty straight and narrow. Uh, so I'm gonna, I am gonna do some Uncle Cliff. 
Yeah, I I really I don't I really don't know that song, that Chili Peppers song. I mean, kinda, and I I wouldn't remember. I, I wouldn't remember any of the songs being played at Woodstock, Shimo. I mean, yeah, I remember they were playing, and then the whole place caught on fire. That's pretty funny. All right, so we'll see. We'll Uncle give Uncle Cliff a week to come back and play Sir Psycho Sexy by RHCP. Um, that's actually Chili Peppers would be pretty. There's a lot of songs that would be good, uh, good Cliff family member songs. Yeah, yeah, definitely not for kids. But I gotta, uh, yeah, I gotta. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna go through it a few times and then come back next week. So. Uh, this one is, uh, I'll come up with a better request. Nate, that was a great request. Uh, that was a, that was a fantastic, <laughs> that was a fantastic request. I want to make sure that I do it justice. And so I'll come back next week, man. I, again, I say to you, Nate, I don't know people throwing these requests at you left and right. And then you come back and you don't even have like, I, I have songs. I have songs that I actually know. And I'm holding my phone to look at the karaoke, to look at the lyrics, because I'm terrified that I'll miss. And then I'm reading them, and I still miss the lyrics. So, I don't know, this guy, Nate, goes out, and he's like, oh, hey, play this song, play this song. And then he comes back a week later, and he's playing all these songs, and he's just like, you know, he's just strumming along, and he's just, you know, dancing around some of them. There's no, there's no teleprompter. There's no lyrics. There's no, you know, card or anything. He's not looking at the phone. I've seen the setup. I've seen the dumbbells. He's just playing. That's a that's a professional right there. Me, I'm doing like a goofball song on a podcast, and I'm asking for a week so that I can so I can prepare for a Chili Peppers song that I'm not that I'm not really familiar with. Uh, so, all right, what? It, hold on, Kimmy, did you? All right, Grandma Cliff Sugar Walls. Informer by Grandma Cliff. Holy shit, that would okay. I can do that one. What's this? What the hell is this? Sugar walls. Um. Sheena Easton. There's no karaoke for sh sugar walls. I don't think. I'm not seeing it. I may need to come back. <laughs> I may need to come back on sugar walls. Is that that is that the song you're thinking of, Kimmy? Sheena Easton, Sugar Walls. All right, the Cliff family might need a week to come back on some of these requests, but Informer, boy, that's that is a challenge, but that is a challenge that I'm up to. That is a challenge that I am, uh, I'm willing to take on. Kimmy says yes. Okay, Sheena Easton, I'll have to. I'll see what I can do. There's no, there's no Sugar Walls karaoke. There's, how do they not? How do you not have Sheena Easton karaoke? I mean, if anything was custom made, I want candy. Scottish Cliff. All right. Okay. Whoops! Didn't know your mom was watching. Sorry, kid. I wouldn't have copied and pasted those lyrics. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but Shimo, I would expect nothing less for you to copy and paste those lyrics. <laughs> oh man! And I and I learned my lesson as I should have known for the last thirty years that I read everything thoroughly that you write before I dare recite it out loud on this podcast. 
even though this podcast really has very few rules and regulations, if any. Much like Leroy the Trucker, I just just kind of go where the wind takes me. All right, what what was that? Informer, Grandma Cliff. Informer, karaoke. Let's see. Oh my God. All right, get ready. This is gonna be. Uh, I don't know what this is gonna be. It's gonna be a train wreck either way. But uh, we'll have some fun. All right, this is <clears throat> Cliffy. This is your grandma, Cliff. Cliff. Let's see here. I found a nice song that somebody uh, recommended for me. I think it has something. I think the guy has. He likes snow. It's something informer. Let's see. I'll see if I can keep up. I think this is a nice slow tune. I should be able to do this okay with no problems, Cliff. Let's let's see what happens though. <clears throat> oh Christ! Here we go. Informer, you know, so Daddy me snowy blame. Licky boom boom down. Tech man said Daddy me stab someone down the lane. A licky boom boom down. Informer, I know, so Daddy me snowy blame. A licky boom boom down. Tech man said Daddy me show tab someone down the lane. A licky boom boom down. Police them coming out of bow down my door. One hand crawl to the room window. So they put me in the back of the car at the station. From the point on me, reach my destination. When the destination reached was the destination where looked down the pants, locked me bottom so informer. No so daddy meets is all this blame. A licky boom boom down. Tech the man said daddy me stab someone down the lane. A licky boom boom down. Informer. You know so daddy meets no me a blame. A licky boom boom down. Tech the man said, Daddy me, snowy stab someone down the lane. A licky boom boom down. So bigger they are, think they have more power. Now on the phone, me they say that one hour. Me for what use it once, now call me lover. Lover will be calling this one, tell me. And me hurt my heart down to my belly. Yes, Daddy say, snow me feel Daddy. One MC Shan and the other one, Daddy Snow. Together we love him as Tornado. Informer, no, so Daddy me, so me to blame. A licky boom boom down. Talk to me, said Daddy me, no stab someone down the lane. Licky boom boom down, informer. You know, so Daddy me, no me, I blame. A licky boom boom down. Talk to man, said Daddy me, no me, stab someone down the lane. Licky boom boom down. Listen to me, you better listen to me now. Listen for me, you better listen for me now. What me rocking the microphone, mock it steady. Yes, sir, Daddy me, no me, article done, but in the uh, something dance where they come from. People say you come from Jamaica, but me born and raised in the ghetto. I want you to know, pure black people, man. That's all I know. You me shoes tear up and me tons of used to show. Where me born and on the tornado. Informer, you know, so daddy beats no be a blame. A licky boom boom down. Tech the man said daddy meets no be someone down the lane. Licky boom boom down. Informer, no, so daddy meets somebody to blame. Licky boom boom down. Tech the man said daddy meets that meets someone down the lane. Licky boom boom down. Come with me, nice young lady. Intelligent, yes. She's gentle and iry. Everywhere me go, me never left her at all. I, yes, daddy snowman. Room dance, mana room bend, dancing in the nation. Never know, daddy me snow me boom shakalaka. Never lay me down flat that cardboard box. Daddy me snow me reaching at the top. Informer. Daddy me blame. Licky boom boom down. Tech the man said, daddy me stab someone down the lane. Licky boom boom down, informer. No, so daddy me, don't be a blame. Licky boom boom down. 
Detective Man said, Daddy me, stab someone down the lane. Licky boom boom down. Why we? Why woo we and woo woo we? Me sitting around the dibby dibby girl. Police knock my door, lick up my pal. Rough me up, but I can't do a thing. Pick up my line when my telephone ring. Take me to the station. Black up my hands. Trail me down, cause I'm hanging with snowman. What I'm gonna do? I'm backed and I'm trapped. Slap me in the face and took all my gap. They have no clues and wanna get warmer. But Sean won't turn informer. Informer? No, so daddy meets no me a blame. A licky boom boom down. Detective man said that meets don't someone down the lane. A licky boom boom down. Informer? No, so daddy meets no me a blame. A licky boom boom down. Detective man said daddy meets no someone down the lane. A licky boom boom down. Diggity dum diggity diggity dum on we. Unwooing wooing we. Jesus Christ. I haven't breathed for five minutes, Cliff. Christ. Make it be over. Let it stop. Can I finally exhale? Oh, God. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, Mom, I'm laughing hysterically while Dad is watching Downton. Downton. Not downtown, Abby. <laughs> Nate, this is great. That's hard work. So proud of you, Johnny. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, your baby boy finally made something of himself. Man, I feel like a woman by Macho Man. <laughs> oh man, Nate, you got some good ones. All right, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try to do. I want candy by Scottish Cliff because Kimmy recommended. Kimmy asked that one. That's not a song that I. I mean, I know the song, but I don't know the song at all. And then, uh, yeah, we'll do. Uh, really. Probably my favorite song of all time, Feel Like a Woman, uh, as done by the Macho Man. And I've. I want candy, that's what you said. I want candy karaoke. <clears throat> Go, get, get into character, Cliffy. It's your Scottish Uncle Cliff. I'm gonna do a tune for you, Cliffy. A tune. Your old Uncle Cliff is gonna do a nice little tune for you. You want to hear? Uh, let's see here. I, I pull up the karaoke machine, Cliff, and do a little, a little tune. I don't know this song really at all, except for the part where they say I want candy. So it's really gonna not be that great. We'll see what happens. Oh Christ! If you thought Informer by Grandma Cliff was good, wait till you hear me. Oh, I, I, I know this song. Here we go, Cliffy. I know a guy who's tough but sweet. He's so fine, he can't be beat. He's got everything that I desire. Sets that summer sun on fire. I want candy. I want candy. Ah, oh, Cliffy, this is this reminds me of my homeland back in the Highlands. Cliffy would sing. We played this song on the bagpipes all the time. 
Go to see him when the sun goes down. Ain't no final boy in town. You're my guy, you're what the doctor ordered. So sweet that you make my mouth water. Oh yeah, I want candy. I want candy. Yeah. Oh, Cliff. We'd all, my uncle Angus and McTavish and McDuff, we'd all play this in our big pipes all day long. In the Scottish Highlands, this is like, my, my grandfather's grandfather used to play this tune when they were young, growing up in Scotland, on the Isles. Candy on the beach, there's nothing better. But I like candy when it's wrapped in a sweater. Like your sweaters, Cliffy. Someday soon I'll make him mine. Then I'll have candy all the time. I want candy. I want candy. I want candy. Oh, Cliffy. I want candy. Cliffy, it takes me back to my wee childhood, Cliff. One of my favourite tunes from the old country, Cliffy. I want candy. Ah, <sighs> oh, yes, feel like a woman, man. I feel like a woman. Karaoke as sung by the macho man Cliffy Savage. My, fa my all-time favourite song. I liked it. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you about this song real this Shania Twain classic. Uh, so when Kimmy and I were planning for our wedding back in summer of 2007, and we met with the DJ at the Glenville Queen Diner, and we sat down, had a little uh, little bite to eat, and went over some some basic stuff with the with the DJ for the wedding. Told him, playing the bagpipes as your father and I go to bed, sweet dreams. Well, thanks for tuning in, Mom. I hope you enjoyed it. So anyway, so when uh, Kimmy and I met with the DJ for our wedding, and, you know, you go through the songs and tell them what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear, and, I, I, you know, we made it clear, like, none of that, none of that wedding bullshit, no chicken dance, uh, no electric slide, no Macarena, any of that garbage, you, you know, save that for somebody else's wedding. Don't bring that, don't bring that shit here. And on top of that, do not, under any circumstances, play Shania Twain's Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Don't play it. Um, which, of course, then at the wedding, he didn't play it. And then, and then my father-in-law had him play the first, uh, the first couple bars. And I, and I stopped dead in my tracks. I was, like, talking to guests and mingling and, you know, doing the wedding day stuff. And I just stopped and, like, gave a death stare over to the DJ. And he said, your father-in-law told me to play it. And I said, well, when in our meeting did I tell you under no circumstances don't play it unless my father-in-law asks to play it, then you can play it? No, no circumstances. Do not play this song. So on that note, my absolute favorite song by Shania Twain, <clears throat> or should I say, my absolute favorite song. It's not my favorite song, but the Macho Man Cliffy Savage 
is a big fan of uh, a little Shania Twain. Oh my God! <clears throat> Let's go, girls! Yeah. Let's do it. Doing the thing. Come on. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm going out tonight. Feeling all right. Gonna let it all hang out. Yeah. Wanna make some noise, really raise my voice, yeah, I wanna scream and shout, dig it, ah, yeah, uh, uh, no inhibitions, make no conditions, yeah, get a little out of line, I ain't gonna act politically correct, I only wanna have a good time. The best thing about being a woman is the prerogative to have a little fun and oh, 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 go totally crazy. Forget I'm a lady. Men's shirts, short skirts. Oh, 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 really go wild. Yeah, do it in style. Yeah. Oh, 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 get in the action. Feel the attraction. Color my hair, do what I dare. Oh, 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 wanna be free, yeah. Feel the way I feel, yeah. Man, I feel like a woman. Aha, yeah. Dig it. I feel like a woman, Cliffy, the macho woman. The girls need a break. Tonight we're gonna take the chance to get out on the town, yeah. We don't need romance, we only want to dance. We're gonna let our hair hang down. The best thing about being a woman is the prerogative to have a little fun and oh, 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 go totally crazy. Forget I'm a lady. Men's shirts, short skirts. Oh, 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 really go wild. Doing it in style, yeah. Oh, 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 get in on the action. Feel the attraction. Color my hair, do what I dare. Oh, 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 wanna be free, yeah. Feel the way I feel. Man, I feel like a woman. Oh, oh, ah, ah. Yeah, aha. Oh, there's more. That's good news. Because it's a really good song, and it's one of my favorite songs. It's my favorite. Oh, yeah. The best thing about being a woman is the prerogative to have a little fun. Fun. Oh, 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 go totally crazy. Forget I'm a lady. Men's shirts, short skirts. Oh, 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 really go wild, yeah. Doing it in style, yeah. Oh, 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 get in the action. Feel the attraction. Color my hair, do what I dare. Oh, 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 wanna be free, yeah. To feel the way I feel. <laughs> Man, I feel like a woman. Hey. Oh, oh yeah. Dig it. Ah. Oh, yeah, I get totally crazy. Ah, can you feel it? Cream of the crop, yeah. Cream all come on, baby. Oh, yeah, cream of the crop, brother. I feel like a woman. Yeah, dig it.
Oh man, that song just gets better every time. It just it just gets better and better. <laughs> Feel like a woman. That, that's that's the way it needs to be done. If if Randy Savage had been singing it all along back in the day, I might not. I might like it a lot more than I than I really do. Oh no. Oh good. Phew. I got the poor connection error message for a second. Good, good to see we didn't lose it, though. Jeez. As my, as my heart stops for a second when I see that notification. Um, was that... I think that was... Those were all the requests, I believe. Were those all the requests? I think they were. All right, so I, I have I have a few others. Uh, you know, I have one that I want to do. I have one more that I really would like to do. I know we've probably we've heard we've heard quite a bit of uh, grandma. Uh, you know what? Boy, there's a few. There's a few. This is pretty good. Um. All right, I've got one. I've got one. I was going to do one, but I'm changing it. I'm I'm gonna call an audible here. Let's see. Uh, we just had Grandma Cliff doing Informer, but I think she's uh, she's recovered a little bit. She's got her breath back, and I think if this karaoke tune is available, oh, it looks like it is indeed. Uh, should I go with... I'm going to go with this one, this version. You never know which is the better karaoke. <clears throat> Cliffy, I... I caught my breath. I'm going to go step by step. Oh, baby. Gonna get to you, girl. This is a new kids on the block, Cliffy. This is... This is new grandma on the block. You're going to love this song. I just heard it the other day. Therefore, it's new. It's a brand new song, Cliff. Jorgen Jurgensven loves when I sing this to him. And I love when he sings it to me. Step by step. Oh, baby. Gonna get to you, girl. Step by step. Ooh, Cliffy. Really want you in my world. Hey, girl. In your eyes. I see a picture of me. All the time. And girl, when you smile, you got to know that you drive me wild. Ooh, baby, you're always on my mind. Oh, Cliffy, really think it's a matter of time. Step by step. Ooh, baby, gonna get to you, girl. Step by step, my Cliffy. Really want you in my world. Hey, girl, can't you see? I've got to have you all just for me. And, girl, yes, it's true. No one else will ever do. Oh, Cliffy, 
you're always on my mind. Oh, Cliffy, really think it's a matter of time. Step by step, oh baby, gonna get to you, girl. Step by step, oh Cliffy, really want you in my world. Oh, this is, I love this song, Cliff. It's brand new, I told you. There's some music here, and then there's going to be more of your grandmother's singing, Cliff. Four, three, two, one, it says. Step one, we can have lots of fun. There's so much we can do. Step three, it's just you and me. I can give you more. Don't you have time? Don't you know time has arrived? That's step five. Cliffy, in case you missed it, step five is you know that time has arrived. The time has arrived to call your grandmother, Cliff. Oh, it's counting down four, three, two. There's more. Don't you know I need you? There's so many steps. Yes, I do, girl. It's That's why I guess... Oh, baby. You're always on my mind. Oh, Cliffy, really think it's just a matter of time. Step by step, oh, Cliffy, gonna get to you, girl. Step by step, oh, baby, really want you in my world. Step by step, ooh, whoa, yeah. To you, Cliffy boy, step by step, oh girl, really want you in my world. Step by step, there's so many steps, Cliff. Oh baby, gonna get to you, girl. Step by step, oh baby, really want you in my world. There's lots of steps, Cliff. The next step is call your grandmother, Cliff, you son of a bitch. Oh, my God. I'm cross-eyed from looking at these karaoke tunes. All these karaoke tunes. Uh, I've got a, so I, I've got more. There's more. There's more. There's more tunes that I've selected. I could do one more. I could do one more. Yeah, the, unless there's any, unless there's any requests for the Cliff family members, other than the ones that I'm going to have to come back to next week and learn. <laughs> These red hot chili peppers, are they, are they so hot that I won't be able to eat them? I don't know, what am I supposed to do with all these chili peppers you keep talking about? Mr. Psycho. Something about a sexy, psycho, sexy chili pepper, Cliff? I don't even know. All right. I got, uh, what's the one that I was going to do? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's see. <clears throat> well, Cliffy, I've got one more tune for you. 
I may enlist the help of your... <laughs> I may enlist the help of your cousin Cliff for this one too, Cliffy. There might be a... There might be some notes I might need him to uh, help me hit. Let's see what happens, Cliff. All right. Oh, here we go. That's right, Cliffy. I've got a hot bowl of oatmeal. You know what that means, don't you? It's time for everybody to have fun tonight, Cliff. Womack style. I should have tried this song first. I'll drive a million miles to be with you tonight. So if you're feeling low, turn up your radio. The words we use are strong. They make reality. But now the music's on. Oh baby, dance with me. Yeah, rip it up, move down, rip it up, move it down to the ground, rip it up, cool down, rip it up, don't hang me on the borderline, everybody have fun tonight, everybody have fun tonight, everybody Wang Chung tonight. Everybody have fun tonight. Every... <laughs> Wang Chung tonight. Everybody have fun. Deep in the world tonight. Our hearts be safe and sound. I'll hold you so close. So close. So close. Just let yourself go down. Oh, wait a minute. Rip it up. Move down. Rip it up. Move it down to the ground. Rip it up. Cool down. Rip it up. Get out what's inside of you. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody eat oatmeal tonight. Everybody wang chung tonight. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody wang chung tonight. Everybody have fun tonight. Hey, Cousin Cliffy, everybody have fun. On the edge of oblivion, all the world is Babylon, and all the love and everyone, a ship of fools sailing on. Oh, that was nice, everybody. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody! Everybody have fun tonight. Cross the nation around the world. Everybody have fun tonight. A celebration, so spread the word. Everybody. Oh, everyone. Everybody. Everyone, everybody, everyone, that means you too, Cliffy. Oh, yes, this is what's called an instrumental break, Cliff, according to the screen. 
We're in the midst of an instrumental break. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. Oh. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody have fun. How about you, Cousin Cliff? Everyone. Everybody, yeah. Everyone. Everybody. Everyone. Oh, that was, that was magical. Thanks, Cousin Cliff. Well, Cliffy, that's Wang Chung by Wang Chung off the album Wang Chung from the record label Wang Chung, Wang Chung Records. <sighs> Again, I say to you, Nate, I don't know. I don't know how you sing these tunes for three hours. That's pretty goddamn impressive. Because I'm singing these tunes poorly for a few minutes and I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> but like you said, I guess that's the that's the conditioning. The strength and conditioning needed to be a required to be a a professional performer such as yourself. Oh man. All right. That's good. That's a that's two hours. Two hour podcast. Told some stories, some first time stories. Some never-before-heard stories. I don't believe I've told those roadside, uh, the roadside fun that I've had in my day. So, oh man, I think that's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up, and then uh, and I'm gonna and now I've got some homework to do. I've got some I've got some studying. I got a little Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I feel like there was another one that I need to prepare for. Now. Oh, Sheena Easton. I need to, I need to, <laughs> you're a vocal gymnast. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, I got, I got Sheena Easton and Red Hot Chili Peppers to, uh, yeah, to put in the hopper, to, to, uh, to steal Nate's phrase and put, toss those in the hopper and get ready for next week for another episode. And next week is, uh, what is that? The 15th or something? We're getting close. We're going to get get close to the actual birthday boy podcast on the birthday, the one year anniversary, which I think, uh, I don't have a lot planned, but I do have one thing that I'm going to do. And I think that'll be fun. I think we'll, I think it'll be fun. So stay tuned. And, uh, yeah, as always subscribe, all that shit, follow and like, uh, the birthday boy podcast on Facebook, Apple podcasts. If you want to listen I say listen, I say subscribe and listen on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, but, you know, if you like and follow Birthday Boy Podcasts on the uh, on the old Facebook here, then every, every, every Friday during this quarantine nonsense, we come on here at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time and, uh, you know, do some of this bullshit. Sing some songs, tell stories about being picked up by truckers on the road. And then, uh, you know, and then the other shit that happens during the week. And who knows who knows what that will be. Who knows what this upcoming week will, will bring. More, 
more hijinks. Although not being able to like go out, it does, you know, it limits the amount of things that I can complain about, which in itself is a complaint. But I know that once the quarantine is like lifted and we're able to go out, then I'm really going to be sad because I love having an excuse to not leave the house. So that's, that's the struggle. That's the daily struggle of being me. It's not easy. It's not easy. Uh, somebody has to do it though. And I am, I guess I'm the best man for the job of being me. <laughs> oh fuck. All right. Uh, so yeah, like subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, thanks everybody for joining and listening. I hope you had some fun. I hope there's some points during this thing where you had some laughs, had a smile, all that shit. Um, and I hope you come back and, uh, and check it out again next week and then the following week. And then every Friday until, until, we're, until we're quarantine free. Uh, but even when, that, even when that comes to an end, uh, you know, I'll still do these from time to time because this is fun. Uh, when the quarantine is lifted and we kind of get back to normal, which whatever that is going to look like, uh, I'll still still do these from time to time. Just not every week, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Anyway, thanks, everybody. Uh, remember, positivity is dumb. Uh, but really, kindness matters. Kindness matters. Thank you all for tuning in. I love you. I appreciate it. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. It's been a blast. I hope you that I hope that you have had some fun. And uh, we'll do it again next week. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you next time. Later, Gators. No,